Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adel Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host with the most, as always, steamrolling through season six like a badass. And as always, want to make sure that you guys have fun along the way. Now, right now what we're doing, right, uh, as you've actually probably heard, we've just wrapped up SEM Rush Month, which is excellent. So we had the four heads of SE, uh, SEM Rush at their different levels all come on the show and give some excellent content. If you haven't listened to it yet, go back and hear it out. Now, the person I've got going that I've got on my show today is the one and only Leslie Notton. Have I said your surname right, by the way? Yes, you have. Perfect. Fuck yes. It's awesome. <laughs> Leslie is one of my friends I've actually known for about two years. Uh, no, 18 months, give or take. She's absolutely brilliant. Um, I love the stuff that she does with content marketing, and more importantly, the way that she helps people. And she's just got an excellent backstory in its own right. So, of course, uh, it was only it was only high time that we actually got her on the show. So that being said, Leslie, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be here. I'm glad that you're here as well. Now we're going to be covering a hell of a lot in the next uh, 60 or so minutes, or well, 55 or so minutes. But real quickly before we jump into it, this show is sponsored by SEMrush.com. Go there, get your website audited because they are excellent for SEO and their software is brilliant. This episode is also sponsored by marketingandmindsetcoach.com. If you head on over there, you can basically pick up how as a female coach or therapist, you can make more money by being unmissable and unignorable, basically become visible as fuck online. And by the way, these same strategies work for men, but she works mostly with women. Um, so it's great to go check out as well. So that being said, and finally, this episode is sponsored by StorySellingBlueprint.com, which is my course where I'll be showing you how to find your fucking story so you can make a crap load of money along the way. And yes, I am terribly selling this because it's hilarious to me. Uh, it's an incredible course. I've, I'm doing a podcast all about it, which you guys can hear. Uh, if you go back to the February archive, you should see them in there. It's always fun. Now, with that being said, let's rock and roll. Leslie, my first question right off the bat to you more than anything has to be, why is it, do you think, that people take such shitty photos online? Because I know you used to be a photographer, but what is it with people taking shitty photos online? Uh, taking shitty photos or sharing shitty photos? Um, Both. Will Colin B, Will Colin B. Yeah, so um, taking them, I think, is just a case of people not knowing the basics of, uh, of photography. So, you know, having light in front of you, um, you know, making sure that you haven't got anything dodgy in the background there's um an advert actually of a really famous popular top influencer and he's doing a facebook ad and every time i see it he just looks like he has this big crown and it's actually a uh, picture or a print behind him on the wall and it's got this big like rose gold circle and it, it looks like it's stuck on his head um and i desperately want to tell him to, to get rid of that from the Wait, background of this stuff this video um i'm not gonna name names i can't say who Seriously, it is why not yeah, this is the no. one show that you can do that with that everyone knows shit about we don't hold anything back on the show no well i you know i'm so tempted to send him a message and say but i'm like send well him a message. i know maybe i will wait maybe do i know will. them uh possibly just send me He's a like message a mindset like, okay. guy. I'll, I'll tell you what like just send me here like uh so I sent it to you in the chat box. Just reply back. It's not obviously no one else is going to get shared about this because, you know, she doesn't want to. But, you know, I want to know because I'm curious as fuck and I won't like stop on it because yeah, once I grab on something, I'll keep going. But it's in the chat yeah. box. Answer that as you will. All right. I will. I will tell you. Right. Uh, 
I gotta make sure I know who it is. I think it's his name. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> They're well known, but I don't know. Their I know names. he is super well known, but I'm rubbish at names. Yes, I did get it right. Okay. Fair enough. So yeah, the reason I wanted to ask this question about the whole photography thing was just simply because um, we're moving towards a story sell uh, storytelling, or as I call it, story selling age of enlightenment over the next decade. And yeah. because of that photos tell a thousand words, like say it's that thousand words. Yeah. So that's one. Yeah. Well, you see, photos are like hugely important, and with my background in photography and now being all with the, you know, online visibility and the content, you know, it still really comes into play a lot. And as you say, there's, there's really um, bad photos that people can take. Uh, just, I think it's purely because they don't see what's happening. Although if you're having somebody take photos of you, you've got a professional photographer or videographer, then, uh, you know, that should uh, be fixed for you. But um, I think the other thing is, you know, if people, People say, tend to think that sharing anything online is better than sharing nothing, and that is the complete opposite. It can so badly damage your your everything, your reputation, um, you know, your whole business, um, and your own view of yourself as well. Sometimes. Oh, massively! Like I have a whole like the whole rule of uh, of not posting anything. I did that for a long time, where I would quietly not post anything, just simply because, like, honestly, I had nothing to say. Yeah. I was going through some own, like, some of my own dark demonic shit in my head, and I didn't want to say anything about it because, let's be honest, I don't want people to pity me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not a fun thing to have. Um, and occasionally, you know, it works out great in my favor. Like, I wrote the post about the dark side of being a copywriter, at least for this one, and that went into detail about how it fucks with your mindset, and it's really, like, you literally go into the depths of the human soul and uncover oh. the darkest, deepest, dirtiest parts of humanity. And that's basically what makes you a great writer, by the way. If anyone's ever wondering, you have to become depraved. Not physically yeah. depraved, but mentally you have to be able to dig down and dig down to the worst of the worst. Because that's what makes you a good writer, because it gives you full humanity. Um, Hunter S. Thompson is a perfect fucking example of someone that does that did this. Obviously, don't develop a cocaine habit. That's just terrible to do. No. But still, what I'm saying is that you get there. But I wrote this whole post out about how I felt. The insane thing was, at the end, it wasn't negative. It wasn't seen as a negative thing. In fact, it got a lot of praise, because funnily, I mentioned Hunter S. Thompson. I wrote that post, and someone I know actually said, dude, you're like the Hunter S. Thompson in the digital marketing world. I was like, that's interesting considering I don't do cocaine and I don't have a crazy <laughs> drinking habit. But thank you. He was like, I meant more in the sense that you actually write out of experience and you've had some really weird ones. I was like, welcome to life. Now, kind of backtracking a little bit into this about the whole question with the photo thing, what compositions do people need to take? Because again, I'm not a, I'm not a professional photographer, but you have seen my photography work. Like if you, you see me post it online. Yeah. And, and let's be honest, it's not terrible. It's, it's not, not a, terrible, no. Yeah, it's not like a 10 out of 10, but you can be like, there's potential there. Yeah. And you see, I think with with photography, it's something that I think anyone can learn um, and pick up tips on very easily. Um, you know, it, and when we're talking about composition, it, it depends entirely on what you're taking photos of. For instance, if it's if it's you and you're, you know, even if you're taking a selfie or if you've got a camera set up and, you you know, setting it to... Uh, auto and you know in, in a minute's time or whatever 10 seconds time you know it's um it, it's a case of making sure that you know as i said your background is clear and right 
Um, and the simpler the background, the better. If you're um, if you're looking straight on at the camera, you know, make sure you're not chopping off weird parts of your body. Uh, often you'll find images of people when they've got half of their head chopped off or the chin is chopped off. Um, and anything like that, it, it really freaks like the people out who are viewing it. it and it's really, really strange. The, the other thing that people do a lot is um, chop off at like the elbow. So anywhere where there's a joint in your body, you shouldn't crop a photo. Yeah, that so, re um, that's really weird that people do that. I usually go like up to bicep is where I'd go if I'm if it's just a headshot or like forearm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So headshot, you want a bit of space above the head and down to where I would have biceps if I had biceps. <laughs> you have biceps. We all have them. <laughs> Mine are just hiding very well. <laughs> that, that's that's basically all it is for everything. It's incredible what we do. Um, but I actually did want to ask very quickly, when it comes down to uh, really understanding how to get visible, this is something I've spoken to a couple of experts about in the past. Mm -hmm. um, they still, like, I still get the exact same kind of question uh, come up, which is, when it comes down to visibility, what what works? Because there's a lot of people out there that post a lot of stuff and it just doesn't sit right and other times some people post a couple of things and it's like the most greatest yeah we're like watching them rise through the ranks like a fucking phoenix it's incredible to watch what is it that separates those two it's it's a couple of things the first thing is about um you know knowing yourself in your business uh the second thing is about knowing your audience and who you're talking to and the language that you use to speak to them and the language that they understand um and then the third thing is about consistency um and making sure that you're doing it you know every single damn day without fail mm -hmm. yeah i agree but like how do you know exactly what to write about because this is one of those things i have a question for so many people but no one really seems to know the answer and that is I really don't like it when I, if I just post stupid shit every day. Yeah, like, don't I, post stupid shit. Never post right. stupid shit every day. <laughs> right, but like, there, there are some things that I've written in the past that were from the heart that I really need to get out there. They got great engagement, but it hurt my brand. Yeah. So how do you keep the balance between it gets good engagement, doesn't hurt my brand, and actually moves people towards... Um, moves people towards me as opposed to away from me like how do you actually start structuring that so you have a clear vision ahead of yeah we as i said you've got to know who you are and who your audience is and you've got to find the parallels between the two so for instance you know if um if i was a, a coach um to photographers i would talk a lot about my photography history um because that is being personal to me um, it is being authentic to, to what I have been and what I've gone through in my photography career, but also it's interesting and relevant to them. Um, because I'm not a coach for photographers, because I'm a coach for other coaches and therapists, I don't talk about that sort of stuff. So it really is, you know, putting the the commonalities between the two things together and making sure that everything you're saying will actually do something or make the other person feel or think something there has to be an emotion connected to everything that you put out yeah agreed 
So what would you say would be the one of the best ways to actually start cultivating that? Because one of the ways that I do this with my clients specifically is we actually start looking at um, what makes them, not what makes, like really what makes them tick. So we figure out exactly the three steps to figuring out their story and all their content. And then we plan strategically ahead based on what we want to release at what time. I mean, I don't do this for myself that often. I'm changing that in 2020, but like, and have been doing it over 2020, but like, that's the big thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, sorry, just repeat the actual question again. I got sidetracked by the, by the example. <laughs> so the, the question is basically, how do you make sure, how do you basically plan out your content ahead of time? Like, do you have it like written out that this time of, uh, I need to make sure this, this, and this done, or do you just yeah, like well, kind of wing it? So um, I always start with, uh, when I plan out content for myself and clients, I always start with um, your promos. So what are you offering? What are you trying to sell? And when are you going to sell it throughout the year? So I create that promotional calendar first, because once you know what you're going to sell, um, you can then figure out what content you need to be talking about and what posts you need to share that will lead into that sale. Um, so for instance, at the moment I am, um, at the end of the month, I'm opening, uh, my eight week program called the impact and influence Academy. And so at the moment I'm talking a lot about, you know, what it takes to actually make an impact. What does that mean? How do you do it? And all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, and the opportunities that come up. So you create content around what you're going to sell. The other things to add in to your kind of content calendar when you're planning it from scratch would be. Um, you know, special events, you know, holidays, um, maybe charity events, maybe events that you are going to, things that you're um, taking part in, like online online summits, um, conferences, um, masterminds, you know, all those kind of things, because then you can talk about content around those too. Um, if you've got free challenges come up, you want to be talking about that. And I definitely, so I like plan loosely for the year ahead and then plan in like the quarter and then break it down to the month, then break it down to the week and then the day. So yes, it's all, it's all arranged. For instance, I do a, um, a show on my Facebook page uh, called the impact and influence show. And I have got the whole year's worth of content already titled up for the whole year. Um, and then each month I go in and, you know, tweak it a little bit and add like, you know, tips and pointers to myself to remind myself what I'm going to talk about inside each each content piece. That's excellent. Thanks. <laughs> that is actually really excellent as a way that's written. Um, just an FYI, you still not like typed out that response to me. No, I haven't. I know I haven't because the person I thought it was, it isn't, and uh, no, I'm going to have to send it to you after. <laughs> Fair enough. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> This is going to be like the mystery of the show that I'm going to get messages about in future. Like, hey, who was that person? I'm not going to remember. Well, I, anyway. tell you what, I tell you what, what we can do is get everyone who's listening to this because they can't miss it. Once they've heard what we've talked about and they see the ad, they'll know exactly who it is. So maybe, you know, they can come up with uh, ideas. Yeah, definitely. Let's, let's hold that. <laughs> Best idea in the comment section below on whatever you're seeing. But anyway, so what I was going to say uh, was as far as it goes with um creating uh sorry as far as it goes with creating everything that you do in terms of um assets essentially 
that's what you're doing is creating digital assets to actually put out there. How do you find the right medium for you that works for your or for your audience? Because social media has so many different channels. You've got Medium, you've got uh, tw- you got Twitter, you got Facebook, you got YouTube, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, TikTok is another big one, Snapchat. How do you know which ones are the right ones for you? Yeah, so I have two ways of of doing this. Um, the first thing I always say is figure out where your audience are, okay? Because um, there's no point being on TikTok if your audience isn't on TikTok. My audience isn't, so I'm not there. Um, my audience is on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. So those are like my four main platforms. Um, they are probably they're also on Twitter, but this comes into the second part of things which is go where you actually enjoy spending your time. Um, I hate Twitter. I openly tell people that I absolutely hate Twitter. Uh, It's just not interesting for me. I don't know why, it just doesn't sit with me. So I don't spend time there because if you're trying to force yourself to spend time on a platform that you don't enjoy, you're just not gonna get around to doing it. You're always gonna find another excuse. You're always gonna find something else um, that's, that's coming up, that needs doing first, that needs prioritizing. So figure out where your ideal clients are and then figure out which one or couple of those platforms you enjoy being on and focus on those. But focus on one first, especially if you're just starting up, um, focus on one platform first. Agreed. Now, how do you find your platform? Um, Well, if you're... Besides, Besides just looking at the idea of, you know, this is where my customers hang out, like that could be true, but there's... um. So I, I spend a lot of my time on Facebook, mm-hmm. but here's the weird thing. My, my biggest, uh, my biggest thing that I'd like to say for myself would be in the sense of, sorry, I got a message completely threw me off. Um, oh my God. What was I saying? <laughs> this happens once in a while. I apologize. What was the literally the last thing I was saying? That's all right. It happens to me too. So we were talking about how to find which platform to be that on. Was it. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so I spend most of my time <laughs> on Facebook. Um, but it turns out most of my audience is on Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube and Facebook. So on all four platforms. So that's why this year I've ramped up so much of the stuff I'm doing everywhere else. Yeah. But that that's the thing. Like, how do you know which one to start with? Cause so I how do you know which one to start with, even if your audience is on like four or four. five of them? Yeah. Um, that's where I would say go to the one you enjoy being on most. Um, because if you don't enjoy being on it, you're not going to be on it. If you do enjoy it, you are. Um, and at the end of the day, the, the other thing to kind of bear in mind is it, it depends on your audience. So if your audience, again, um, if they are more into watching video, you're probably going to want to be on YouTube more than you're going to want to be on maybe LinkedIn because video on LinkedIn isn't as big, obviously, as it is on, um, YouTube or Facebook Live would be another kind of good option. So it it also depends on your audience and how they like to consume the content, um, because that makes a big difference as well. And that's why it does help once you can to try and have content on different platforms so that, you know, you take a a podcast episode or a video and then you create a blog post from it and you do a Facebook Live on it and then you post some images from it for Instagram, send out tweets if you're one of those tweety people. (laughs) Those always help. Those always help. And also, Tweety People is probably the greatest name. Thank you. I do come up with these names. They are uh, they are fondly known as Leslieisms by my husband. 
lovely. That is a great way of knowing Leslieism. Leslieisms. Oh yeah. So what has to be like one? So as we're like hitting this area, I did want to. I was curious about finding this out about you. You do it. So let's just say I'm gonna make you do this as an example with me because uh, I know you work primarily with female audiences, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> again, I want to know how you do it with me as a male because yeah. again, marketing principles are universal and have no gender. Yeah. <clears throat> So my question is, based on what you know about me, what I've done as a copywriter, the 700 million in sales, the insane testimonials, what would you do as a way of actually positioning me for the rest of Oh, good question. Um, well, first of all, obviously, you've got to know where you're going, where you want to be. You've got to know your goals. Uh, you've got to create your content around those goals. Um, and definitely get focused and a strategy in place for you know reaching each of those goals um for you i think like some like content ideas and things like that for you would be uh, examples of your work sharing you know examples of your work on social media even if it's like little screenshots or uh maybe even like reading out pieces of your work um you could then share like a testimonial that related to it tag the people in it um, those kind of things would, would be some really cool content ideas for you, I reckon. That'd be quite cool. Definitely into it. Cool. Definitely into it. So you'd basically say plan out the rest of my year in that way. Yes. Um, so my, okay, so this is a fun question. Then. How do you actually change it from um, just content to actually asking for sales? Have a call to action. Yeah. Um, but what I mean so to say is how yeah. do you have that without pissing off? Um, you know, whatever platform it is, yeah. because they're, they're very stringent. So it depends. Like, um, people don't get as pissed off with call to actions as uh, platforms might. So, for instance, there's the whole things about um, having links in your Facebook posts. Don't put them in the post, put them in the comments. Um, th- there's some disagreement whether how true that is or not. But at the end of the day, each platform wants you to stay on that platform, not click a link and go elsewhere, which is why putting links in comments works better. Um, But when you're selling on social media, you've got to think more about um, the emotion and the feeling. And you've got to think more about like wooing them first. Don't just go for a cold, hard cut sale all the time because that's what pisses people off. You know, they don't want to be sold at all the time. But, you know, telling a story or sharing something, talking about the results that you um, that people get or that people will or could get from working with you and having a simple call to action saying, you know, uh, send me a PM if you're interested and, and want to chat more. That's a much softer sell um, and it works really, really well, but it's not in your face, cold, hard marketing and selling. That does make sense. All right. So one of my favorite questions to always ask on the show specifically is uh, questions about books. And I really want you to go in depth. So what is it specifically? Like what are five books for you, like nonfiction, that really impact how you live your life? Oh, interesting. Okay. I love this. Um, so... I actually really loved um, Dotcom Secrets and Expert Secrets. 
Um, they are two of my favorite books that I, you know, started reading and, and really got a lot of information from. Um, another one I read, which actually, I, I don't know what your thoughts are going to be on this one, um, is the, oh God, you asked me about names of things, rubbish at names of things. Um, ClickFunnels? No, uh, 60 second sales letter. Is that what, have I got that right? Oh, 60 second sales letter, if I remember correctly. Is that Dean Jackson or Kevin Rogers? No, it's not. I've got the name wrong then. God, I told you I'm rubbish at names. Is it this one? Hold on, it's here. Oh, 16 word sales letter. There we oh, go. By Evaldo? Evaldo, yes. Oh, Evaldo's cool. I like him. I'm actually working on getting him on the show. Oh, cool. Um, awesome. As far as it goes, um, it's it's a fucking basic book. Okay, it's a great book. Yeah. I like what it is, but you can summarize the entire fucking book in two pages. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's not a difficult book. Okay. <laughs> I, I legitimately have the summary sitting on my desktop because I wanted to see what the hype was. Because when it came out, it was hypey as fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone was like, oh my God, this is, this is the greatest... <laughs> thing ever since sliced bread it isn't okay it's a great yep. fucking book but my whole thing is and i say this very very openly i can think of a shitload of other copywriters that are better than that. yeah like, just just off the top of my head this is a name list going from writers i think are better than this 16 people um one would be the guy that taught evaldo himself uh, and that is Joe Schreifer, who we've had on the podcast. Go listen to our show today. Um, Joe Schreifer's one. I'd say Kevin Rogers is another. Roy Fur, John Carlton, Gary Halbert. I'd put my name in that list as well. Um, just simply because my 17-point sales letter produced over three... No, it's more than that. It's $450 million. Yeah. From, from a Have you got a book? No, I'm actually writing one. It's called The Alchemy yeah. of Persuasion. It'll be out this year. Awesome. I can't yeah. wait to get that one. But it's not going to be discussing uh, just sales letters. I'm actually going to be talking about how persuasion works in the entirety of humanity and how, it, if you use it in business, life, and in dating, how it affects and how it can actually backfire if you don't use it correctly. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm, I love the, the persuasion and the psychology and, and things like that um, of of everything not just content or copywriting but of everything so yeah that sounds awesome let me know when that comes out won't you yeah i well, will do uh but yeah continue daniel sorry i kind of got off track <laughs> so to anyone's like oh adult health hates about i don't i think it's a fucking great book i really do everyone should read it yeah that's what i'm saying the only thing yeah. is anyone that says this is the be all and end all i'm gonna smack you in the fucking face <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. You know, it is it is very basic, but I think for people who um who don't have a clue, and most business owners, most online entrepreneurs, um, you know, coaches, therapists, they don't know about how to sell. They know about how to teach, and they know about the topic of what they're teaching about. They don't know how to set up a sales page or a sales letter. So something like that, I think, is a is a good basis to get you started off. Perfect. Okay, so here's what I was actually. I really want to like nail this because I don't want people to get really weird on me and be like, "I don't hate this guy." So real quickly, first of all, book is when I say basic, I don't mean it's shit. It, it's no a book. 
Yeah. Secondly, in the right hands of quote unquote basic book like that is fucking dynamite. Trust me, I've used it. It works. Thirdly, definitely read the damn book. Okay, it's a great book. You can summarize it in two pages, but the examples in that are fucking... My whole thing is I don't like people that tell more stories than they need to to basically show a point. If the point yeah. is very simple and can be explained in black and white, you don't need a story behind it. If it's a book that needs a parable to get people on board to understand it, by all means, have it. So a perfect example, and I'm right now, would be if I asked you about visibility. Now, if I said to you, what's the number one strategy you can use on Instagram? And you said to me, you know what, the easiest thing, like just something really simple, like post photos. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> That's a direct thing, but there's so many questions behind that that now you can write stories about how each section needs to be done for you to post photos. It's, it's, uh, it's a linchpin. Whereas if it's something that's just as simple as his 16, his, not even 16 words, sorry. Here's a question that you need. And this is from one of my friends uh, who I'm not going to mention because he doesn't like it, but his initials are JB. Um, <laughs> he, he definitely doesn't like it. He's told me he doesn't like me mentioning it on the show, but that's JB. He basically is a mindset transformation type of dude really really cool in what he does and what he basically does is a great question that he summarizes without giving you a story to and it's one of the greatest questions he's actually ever made me ask myself which is why does my dad secretly hate me and want me to die <laughs> and ouch <laughs> no it he because i have dad issues every entrepreneur every person i know has on some level parent parental issues oh yeah that's um, true i have dad issues so by him getting me to ask and answer that question, honestly, me and my dad have a decently good relationship. We're in a great place. Yeah. Um, what I mean to say is that I, when I asked that question, it wasn't from malice. It was basically to see what bullshit my brain was producing that was actually fucking me up in the background. Yeah. And that's where you can actually, like, you can ask that question. You don't need a story behind it. You can, it's just like, ask yourself this question and write down what comes up. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's another thing. I, I don't do and I don't like fluff. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that, you know, people are always telling me or, or or talking about me is they always say, Leslie, get straight to the point. You know, she doesn't do the fluff. fluff she doesn't do the bullshit that, that a lot of people do when they are writing posts, teaching webinars, having calls with people. You know, I literally get to the point because I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. And I want you to get the results so yeah i'm, I'm a non-fluffy person that that's she says that while she sits in fluffy uh slippers she's not i'm just saying that i'm in fluffy socks because i get very cold feet so like everyone does in the uk <laughs> it's just a thing we do um perfect so as we said going back to it so we've got expert secrets.com secrets the 16 word book what are the next um, one of my favorites is, um, actually think and grow rich, um, very old school. Um, but I love it. Uh, I think it was one of the first ones I read. Um, and oh, what's the last one? What is the last one? Oh, I don't know. Oh, there's so many, but like, what would be, what would you say is a good book that you'd recommend? Um, the E-Myth 
uh, revisited. I liked that book. That was another good one. Um, I thought that was that was quite handy. Uh, again, it was one I read quite a long time ago. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's quite a good book to to start off with as well. Gets you thinking about things uh, in different ways as well. And how to win friends and influence people. Uh, in fact, most of Dale Carnegie. Um, yeah, definitely love love that too. Great, great books. Uh, see, I'm surprised you didn't actually ask me any of like my very controversial opinions about um, what was it called? What's it called? Uh, about expert secrets and dot com secrets. Yeah. Because I've got some like it's great. It's a great book for beginner stuff. It really is. But at the same time, yeah. it it's had a negative effect on the industry. Do you think? Why do you think? more people think they're experts than ever before when they're not. Yes, like, you I'm know, the, there is that. The, the amount of people I have coming up and be like, I'm a copywriter. And I'm like, bitch, you are not a copywriter. Go sit in the fucking... And by the way, yes, I am this much, and excuse the language because some people don't like this word, but it's true. I am that much of a cunt when it comes to it, when it comes to my career. If you step up to the cage and go, I'm a copywriter, I'm going to fucking flatline especially when I know you're not and you can be like well why would you do that it's like I'm here to support and help you but if you're an arrogant piece of shit I'm gonna fuck you up <laughs> I'll make sure I never tell you I'm a copywriter then because I'm trust me I'm not <laughs> and then I'll give you a hug afterwards because I want to make you better because that's the thing yeah that's basically yeah. how I live I think the the um there's a lot of question around the word expert yeah. and the way I see it is, um, you know, everybody is good at something and you can always become better at that thing. There are always going to be people who are better than you, but likewise, there's somebody else thinking that you are one of the people who are better than them um, in the particular topic or subject that you're teaching. So I think, you know, the word expert, it's got a lot of different connotations to it, but, you know, you can be an expert in your niche. You can be an expert in your field. You just have to consistently learn and stay on top of your game um, and just, you know, always, always, always be learning, always be learning. That's one of the the my biggest values for myself and for my clients is just keep learning all the time. Don't learn so much that you're not working and selling. Still do the selling and the rest of it. Um, but make sure you're consistently and constantly improving yourself because I think that's that's really important. Yeah. Um, I agree with you entirely. Constantly improving. And by the way, as much as I say what I say, also know that I say that with a pinch of salt. There are people who have come up that are absolutely fucking phenomenal and I will push them to the nth degree. Like I will support them, put a booster back on them, like go fucking. But it's just, there's a thing with like, there's levels to it. It, it's a whole thing but i agree with you entirely like if you put in the work and put in the time you'll actually eventually become an expert what you yeah it's it's just the truth um so one of my favorite all-time questions on the show has always been um <clears throat> asking specifically about confidence and that yeah. is when you have had life kick you in the nuts because i know you had this in life mm. kicked you really hard it got you in a certain position it really messed with you a bit it messes with all of us um, from time to time. 
as a business owner. What is it that you do that actually allows you to get back up just one more time? Like, what is it that brings you that confidence to stand up? And essentially, what do you do to maintain that confidence? Um, I have a couple of, it's going to sound silly, but I have like three little quotes that I literally live by. Um, and the first one was said to me about maybe two years ago. And I was just on a chat with somebody and, and she said it to me and I was like, oh my God, that just stuck in my head. And I tell people this over and over again, is that you don't need confidence. You just need the courage to take the next step. And then the confidence comes after you've done something a few times. Um, and that is just so powerful because I think that can, it, it can help in every area of your life. Um, it can help whether you're nervous about doing Facebook lives. It can help whether you're, you know, you've, like I was last year, got really ill, um, almost died twice in the last two years. Um, and, you know, it's just taking that next step. Um, just having that bravery just to take that, that next step. Um, and then you build from there. Then, you know, it comes one thing after the other. Um, the other two things are actually the um, Nike and the Dr. Pepper quotes. So just do it, um, obviously, for Nike. And Dr. Pepper is what's the worst that could happen. Uh, I don't know if you remember the old advert of Dr. Pepper. Um, Dr. Sing. Yeah. <laughs> so misunderstood yeah so what's the worst that can happen that's like so misunderstood yeah yeah so those those three things together just always give me that extra kind of you know get up and go that extra um little boost when i need them because at the end of the day if something does go wrong it goes wrong um you know you can smile and laugh about it i do facebook lives like five times a week yes sometimes i forget what i'm saying i have a mind blank um sometimes my words don't come out properly but I just laugh about it and just carry on and especially um when you're saying like you know when life kicks you in the nuts when life does something that's completely throws you it's for me it was just well I'm still here you know I'm still here I'm not going to waste any time um being miserable about what happened or feeling sorry for myself or or anything and in fact so many people said to me like Leslie, you've, I don't know how you've just got on with everything. Like you didn't dwell on it at all. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I had I had my gallbladder out, which led to a blood clot. Um, and then a year later, I had a massive blood clot. Um, both of them nearly killed me. Um, and then now it's been 11 months, touch wood, and there hasn't been another one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's for me, it's just a case of I just get up and I just get on with it because I don't want to waste any time. Um, I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to miss miss anything. You know, I want to enjoy my life. I want to enjoy my life with my kids and my family. I want to enjoy my life with my clients. Um, and it's just, for me, it's just really powerful to, you know, just do it. Just get on with it. That's very true. And I love that as an attitude as well. Um, just simply because it just allows people to really realize what you can do. And I'm I'm glad that you have quotes that you live by. Me personally, I don't. Mm. I kind of just go with it and I think about it. Like I just think like my process of actually confidence is sitting down and writing <clears throat> and then going from there. Yeah. Like write and then move, write and move. Um and that's really like how I see it. Yeah. Like that. 
you're not weird like that. It's, um, yeah, I didn't kind of, I'd never been one before, you know, kind of 10 years ago, I didn't have these kind of things. Um, but I realized that I suppose that the Nike, the just do it, it was, that was probably the first thing that I always had in my head. Because even as a kid, um, when I was nervous about doing something, uh, back then, I would call it the fuck it attitude. I can say that on this show. It's okay. Um, I, so, I, called, yeah. I called the whole group of people that come, so that's fine. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, so I had what I called the fuck it attitude. And, you know, that's that was what it was. Now I've toned it down just a touch to just do it so that I can, you know, put that a bit more openly out there. But, um, it, yeah, I, I'd never really been one for for affirmations or mantras or quotes or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but then I realized actually I did have some, but I just didn't like consciously realize. And then, you know, over, over the years, people have asked me, you know, what do you say to yourself when, like you did to build your confidence? How do you get over something when you're scared of doing something? And I realized that those three little terms are things that really do impact a lot of, of what I do and how I do them. Um, oh my god, my brain is going blank. I fucking love the fact that my brain does this right on a show twice. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> brilliant. So, real quickly, as we're wrapping up the show, oh, wrapping up the show, one of the things I really wanted to ask you about specifically was um, how a lot of people use their income as a way of leverage. Right? I personally don't. I know you don't either. I mean, we make good money, but we don't flaunt it to everyone. Like, look at the amount of money we're making. Because legally, mm. for the people out there, I don't talk about it because, A, I don't want to get in trouble with anyone. Because um, there is a chance that you can say, yeah, I earned this much. And then all of it, that, like, that's how much you made uh, overall net and you didn't make any profit. But the, the fact yeah. that you've said that you made that money now can be legally in a court of law. It can be used in a simple way of someone acting like, because there are people that professionally sue people in the U.S. and you don't want to open yourself up to litigations. It's just never a smart. Yes, that's true. Um, so how do you deal with uh, with that advice? Because I've had people say to me, hey, but why don't I just post about how, how much money I make? How do you tell coaches and uh, therapists not to use that kind of thing? Like not to use um, their income as a way to bring clients in, but rather to use their skills? Um, I think for me, they always say kind of, you know, like attracts like, and I definitely attract the type of people who have similar um, ethics, morals, and, and in some ways thoughts as to me. Um, so it doesn't come up that much. But when it does, for me, it's a case of saying, anybody could say they earn, you know, 50 grand this month, or, or whatever it would be. But that doesn't actually mean anything. What means something is how you can help somebody else to earn that and how you can show the, the, the way that you made that money and the way that that helped other people, um, which for me is way more powerful than just saying I earn X amount of money. Yeah. Agreed. you you got to be able to actually so much prove but you got to be able to actually put it in a way that helps people rather than look at how great yeah and that's always a big thing yeah all right so bringing this show to a close really because we're right near the end 
one of the things I wanted to ask you right before we like disappear uh, mm-hmm. would be what are the three things that you would leave as advice for everyone universally right now to do to make the rest of this year more impactful for their businesses? Oh, love it. Okay. Um, the first thing I would say is know exactly what you want and go for it. Um, you know, as I said, just do it. What's the worst that could happen? It's not going to be as bad as you think. If you fail on something, learn from it, take experiences from it, um, tweak it, move on. Um, the next thing I would say definitely is if you want to, you know, create more of an impact on online, on your website, social media, if you want to, um, become more of that influencer, um, or, you know, anything, book more clients, fill your programs, whatever it is, is create your content plan. Um, you know, get that, your promo dates in your occasions and all those kind of dates in and, and figure out what content you're going to do, break it down into smaller chunks. Um, the third thing I would say would be to grow your audience as much as you can. Um, and my top tip for doing that is definitely via um, collaborations and challenges work really well. But collaborations with other people, um, they're just so much fun to do, whether it's you're working together on um on a course and you bring you put a, an offer together around a course or a program or something whether you are speaking uh, online summits whether you're going on podcasts uh, guest experts in people's facebook groups but just connect with other people um offer them something i guarantee you they're going to offer you something in return um one of the best ways to get people to slightly sidetrack here but one of the best ways to get people to um come and ask you to be an expert in their group is by you asking them first. Like instead of putting a post up out saying, um, I'm looking for guest expert spots. Do you want me to talk in your group? Cause that's all about you. If you put the post up saying, um, I want, I need some guest experts to come into my group, then people are like, Oh, that's an opportunity for me. So they'll take that up. Um, so yeah, those are definitely my top three things I would say. Yeah, that actually completely works. Guys, go out there, apply this to your life, um, and essentially, you know, make 2020 the year of your visibility, because that's really what you need to do. You need to make this year and next year as visible as possible for you to really uh, experience growth in your life. And you've still got another three quarters to go through, so, you know, you've got plenty of time. Guys, as always, please like, share, subscribe, and review the show. The more of those we get, the more... I can get better, I can get more and more experts on, more and more people that we want to talk to. And the cool thing is, uh, we've got we've had some incredible guests so far this year, and I want to keep making sure that we bring more on. So I'll speak to you guys real soon. As always, please visit market uh, marketingandmindsetcoach.com and get her opt-in because it's actually brilliant for visibility and the blueprint around it. And I'll see you guys next week. Leslie, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. See you guys. Bye.